0: It's Tuesday, December the 14th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Omicron sweeps onward and New York's vaccine mandate survives. First, the world in brief. The UK Health Security Agency, estimated that 200,000 Britons a day are currently being infected with the Omicron variant of COVID-19, 20% of cases. Britain's Home Secretary said the country had recorded its, and the world's, first confirmed death from the new strain, and that 10 people are currently in hospital with it, a number that is expected to rise drastically. The government wants another 18 million booster jabs to be administered over the next three weeks. America's Supreme Court rejected emergency requests to block New York State's requirement that healthcare workers be vaccinated against COVID-19. Some hospital employees had sued because the rule has no exemption for religious objectors. The decision did not address the merits of the case. The court has so far refused to block various other vaccine mandates. The bipartisan committee charged with investigating the riot on America's Capitol Hill recommended unanimously that then-President Donald Trump's former Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, be held in contempt of Congress for defying its subpoena. The committee divulged text messages from January 6th when Fox News hosts and Donald Trump Jr. pleaded with the White House to condemn the violence. Inge Steinberg, a former Danish immigration minister, was found guilty of illegally separating young asylum-seeking couples in 2016. Ms. Strömberg, who was part of a centre-right government, orchestrated a policy that stopped married refugees younger than 18 being accommodated with their spouses. She says that the policy, which was dropped after a few months, was designed to protect against child marriage. Gymnasts who were sexually abused by Larry Nassar, the former team doctor of America's national gymnastics team, reached a $380 million settlement with USA Gymnastics and the US Olympic and Paralympic Committee. One of the biggest ever payouts of its kind, it will mostly be funded by insurers. At Mr. Nassar's sentencing in 2018, more than 150 women said he had abused them. The Turkish lira fell to a record low of below 14 to the dollar, less than half its value at the start of the year. The slump came after Turkish debt was downgraded by SNP, a rating agency, at the end of last week. But that will not deter Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who is fighting a war on high interest rates and continues to slash them, despite the negative effect on the currency. Pfizer announced it will buy Arena Pharmaceuticals in a $6.7 billion deal. Arena, based in San Diego, develops treatments for several immuno-inflammatory diseases, including gastrointestinal and dermatological diseases. Having generated billions of dollars in revenue from its COVID-19 vaccine, Pfizer is looking for ways to invest it. Last month it bought Trillium Therapeutics, which develops drugs for blood cancers. And fact of the day, 68%. The share of respondents in America who told Gallup, a pollster, that they support unions, a level not seen in half a century. Read more about the revival of organised labour. And now, here's today's agenda. America's Devastating Tornadoes On Friday, tornadoes ripped through America's upland south, causing catastrophic damage. The disaster was highly unusual. The storm system that created it raged for hours, leaving a scar about 250 miles, 400 kilometers long. If the damage is found to be the work of a single twister, rather than several, it will be the longest ever recorded. Diane Criswell, head of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, warned that climate change will make extreme weather the quote, new normal. Perhaps, but there is scant evidence for that as yet. Tornadoes are too geographically specific to be simulated effectively by climate models. Scientists reckon that the severe storms responsible for tornadoes are more likely in a warmer world. But higher temperatures could also lessen other contributing factors, such as changes in wind direction. There is no evidence that the number of tornadoes is increasing, but they do seem to be appearing in new areas. No one yet knows why. China's government cracks down on global finance. The short, tortured life of DD Global a Chinese ride-hailing giant as a listed company, is ending. After a $4.4 billion initial public offering in New York in June, the group is under regulatory pressure from the Chinese government to delist and return to a bourse near a home. The unprecedented Chinese intervention in American markets is part of a much bigger shift in global finance. All of the $2.1 trillion in Chinese shares traded in New York will probably be delisted in the coming two years American investors will be punished in the process but the Chinese government will be happy to see the companies relist in Hong Kong Shanghai or Shenzhen The level of foreign investments in onshore stocks and bonds doubled to about 6.6 trillion yuan 1.1 trillion dollars from the end of 2018 to September this year Chinese capitalism is flourishing in its home markets A Tory Covid Rebellion Boris Johnson's difficult month has just got worse. After months protesting that Covid-19 restrictions were a thing of the past, Britain's Prime Minister is now trying to sell his party on new ones. In England, people going to nightclubs or other crowded venues will have to show they have been fully vaccinated or present a negative test. Conservative backbenchers are enraged. About 70 are expected to rebel against the government on Tuesday in the biggest Tory insurrection since Mr Johnson's general election triumph in 2019. Still, the vote is likely to pass since the Labour Party will back the measures. That will be some relief to the Prime Minister, whose standing in polls has been badly hit after it emerged parties were held in Downing Street during last year's winter lockdown. Although, having to rely on opposition votes rather than his own party will sting. But given that the new restrictions will probably do little to halt the spread of Omicron, any relief may be short-lived. Bracing for a winter wave of COVID-19 it is not always clear why one variant of COVID 19 travels around the world while another does not. Southern Africa suffered a wave of the beta variant at the end of 2020, but it never became established elsewhere. But Delta, first detected in India roughly a year ago, displayed a degree of transmittability that allowed it to outcompete other strains almost everywhere. Now the world is braced for what Omicron may have in store. Booster shots may be necessary. Early data suggests it is more than four times more contagious than Delta and more able to infect those who have received a standard two-shot course of the AstraZeneca and Pfizer-BioNTech vaccines. Days after a booster shot, however, protection against infection returns to 70-75%. to Omicron looks less likely than other strains to cause severe disease. But without booster shots, its rapid spread means that infection numbers could crest higher than in any of the previous waves. Running closer to a treatment for dementia. That exercise hones the mind as well as the body is uncontested, but exactly how is unclear. Now, research in nature may have found the missing link between physical exertion and the brain. Young adult mice were given running wheels, where each night they racked up many miles. Another group of the same age was kept sedentary. After a month, scientists gave the couch potato mice transfusions of blood plasma from the gym rats. The recipients improved in learning and memory tests. They also grew new brain cells, and had lower inflammation of the brain's immune system, neuroinflammation. Higher neuroinflammation is linked to Alzheimer's disease. But what was it about the blood transfusions that were so effective? The scientists found that transfusions missing a protein called clusterin did not soothe neuroinflammation. That suggests that exercise increases the amount of clusterin in the blood, and that drugs mimicking that protein may be an effective therapy for dementia. Winter Quiz Week 1 It is time for another battle with our baristas. This week we'll serve you a new question each day. On Thursday, your challenge will be to give all four answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country By 5pm GMT on Thursday to editor-espresso at economist.com We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Friday. Tuesday Paul Newman, George Harrison and Nat King Cole all died from complications of which disease? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Margaret Chase Smith, who was born on this day in 1897. One of the basic causes for all the trouble in the world today is that people talk too much and think too little. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence